Hey, welcome to church, the first Sunday of December. Less than three weeks till Christmas. Less than four weeks till you've got those New Year resolutions and heading into 2022. I wonder what you feel like you picked up out of 2021. I wonder what you feel like you're carrying into 2022. Not only that, but for people in Auckland, maybe this is our first time gathering together in real life with real human beings other than our family for like 15 weeks. And I don't know what you might have picked up, but I know there's one thing that God does not want you to have picked up in 2021. I know there's one thing He does not want you to carry into 2022, and that's He does not want you facing your future with fear. He does not want you afraid. So I want to talk about this message today that's a message that occurs over and over in the Bible. It's this message that whenever God turns up in people's lives, He says this, fear not. Do not be afraid. Instead, be at peace. Receive my peace. Fear not. Be at peace. I pray that message just kind of lodges in your heart today. And if if you've if you're feeling afraid, if you've picked up fear, if you're facing your future with some fear, that the fear would just kind of slide off your life and instead you would find God giving you this peace. You know, this is a message that's particularly relevant at Christmas. One of the most famous passages about Christmas, Luke 2, the first sermon ever preached in New Zealand was from this passage, talking about these shepherds are in the field and an angel appears to them. Verse 10, the angel says this, first message, do not be afraid. And then he tells them why, because he's bringing good news about today in the town of David, a savior has been born, he is Messiah, this will be the sign to you, suddenly a great company of angels, a heavenly host appeared, and they say this, this message has two impacts, in the heavens it gives glory to God, but on earth what does it do? It brings peace. So notice, it starts with this, do not be afraid, because I'm bringing you a message that is going to bring peace in your world. And this is a message that that is all throughout Scripture, but it comes to a focus at this time of the year with Christmas. I want to suggest that actually in the Bible, there's a basic pattern to pretty much every encounter that someone has with God. And it's this basic message that an angel or God says this, don't be afraid. Why? Because I'm with you. And then he gives some specific uh, solution to their immediate situation, depending what it is. Something like, I'm about to do this thing for you, and then his conclusion is be at peace. Whatever situation, pretty much this is the encounter. Don't be afraid. I am with you. I'm about to act in your world, so be at peace. Let me unpack this a bit. Fear is an interesting experience. The definition is this. An unpleasant emotion caused by the threat of danger, pain, or harm. It's kind of got these two dimensions. There's an internal thing that happens in your heart, fear, but that's caused by an external sense of threat or danger or harm in your world. And so the opposite of that is actually a calm confidence. On my internal world, I feel peace, calmness, but I have a confidence in my external world that it's going to be okay. And this morning, I want to reassure you from God, don't be afraid. Be at peace inside with a confidence that it's going to be okay in your world. These two dimensions are reflected in the Hebrew word for peace, shalom, has these two senses, peace. 
something, a, a spiritual impartation. It's like, I don't really understand, but I just feel this peace. Yeah, because it comes from God. It's a spirit. But then shalom also has this sense of wholeness in your external world. It's like I've, I've had an impartation of peace into my heart that brings calm, but it generates a confidence that God is going to bring wholeness in the midst of chaos in my external world. Um, Jesus actually had these two dimensions. There's a famous story where he's in a boat with his disciples. There's a storm. They're afraid. It just says this, but Jesus was asleep, was sleeping. He had an internal calm. He had a peace in his heart. But when the disciples are afraid, they wake him up. Lord, we're going to drown. He's like, why are you so afraid? But then he says, he got up, he got up rebuked the winds and the waves, and it was completely calm. He had a calmness inside that generated a calmness in his world. And I believe that's what God wants you to get in your spirit today. And whatever happens in 2022, and who knows what's going to happen, but you walk with this confidence that God is saying, don't be afraid. Be at peace. Carry my peace and have a confidence that I'm going to work peace and wholeness and shalom into your world. So I want to look at this kind of message, each element, and show you how significant this is. So the first one, that God, pretty much every encounter with someone, his first line is this, don't be afraid. And, and just let me show you what a big deal this is in Scripture. Right back in Genesis chapter 3, when, when Adam sins, one of the first ex experiences of living in a broken world is fear. Adam says this to God, I heard you in the garden and I was afraid. Fear is not part of God's purpose, but fear is actually pretty foundational to the kingdom of darkness, to a fallen, broken world. God does not want you to live with that. And we often talk about the gospel as this, this good news of a transaction. I bring my guilt and he gives me forgiveness. I bring my shame and he gives me dignity. I bring my sense of bondage and he gives me freedom. But I think we've underestimated the importance that I carry fear and I give that to him and he gives me peace in return. And today I want you to experience that transaction. I want you to go in Chris, into Christmas and New Year's Eve and New Year's resolutions and 2022 going, do you know what? I gave Jesus my fear and he gave me his peace. Let me just show you, pretty much everyone in the Bible has this encounter. So Abraham, Genesis 15, don't be afraid, Abraham. Abraham's um, slave uh, girl, Hagar, don't be afraid. Abraham's son, Isaac, don't be afraid. I, you could just about preach a whole message on that. Just let me unpack this one a bit. Don't be afraid, for I am with you. It's not just like a don't be afraid, there's a reason. And we'll talk about this soon. The main reason not to be afraid is I am with you. And then here's the specifics. Yeah, because I'm gonna bless you and I'm gonna increase the number of your descendants. And I love verse 25, Abraham built an altar there. Like that's the place you wanna consecrate yourself to God. At that place where God says, don't be afraid, I'm gonna be with you and I'm gonna bless you. And then it says, and there he pitched his tent. It's like, I'm not just gonna have an experience with God, I'm gonna camp there. Like that's where I'm gonna camp around that truth. And more than that, there his servants dug a well. I'm actually gonna dig a well in this place. I'm gonna keep drawing from this truth. Don't be afraid, I am with you, I will bless you, I will increase you. That's a whole, you could just about tap out there and go, man, that truth is enough to live on. But let me show you, uh, it carries on. Uh, Jacob, he was afraid. 
Moses, when he encounters God, he was afraid. Moses, when he's led the people out of Egypt and they're standing between the Red Sea and Pharaoh's arm behind him, Moses' instruction, do not be afraid. When they come to the mountain where they're getting the Ten Commandments, do not be afraid. When Moses comes down from the mountain and his, and his face is shining, they were afraid. As they come to the end of the wilderness and they're about to go into the promised land, Deuteronomy 31, do not be afraid. Why? For the Lord your God goes with you. Again, repeats it. Do not be afraid. Why? The Lord himself goes before you and he will be with you. Joshua, as he leads them in, do not be afraid. Why? For the Lord your God will be with you. Gideon, one of the judges, uh, God says, peace, do not be afraid. Gideon actually builds an altar there and calls it, the Lord is peace. We'll come to, back to that soon and talk about that a bit more. Elisha, when a servant sees the enemies around them, don't be afraid. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. There are, God is with you and all the armies of heaven are with you. Don't be afraid. Have peace in your heart. After the exile, when they come back and they're rebuilding in Ezra, the peoples around them set out to discourage the people of Judah and make them afraid to go on building. Fear will stop you building your future. Fear will stop you moving into your purpose. Fear will stop you creating your destiny. Don't let fear rob you. That's why I'm saying it's so central to the good news of Jesus because he wants to set you free from the fear that will hold you back. And so when Nehemiah arrives, he's like, don't be afraid. Don't let fear hold you back. And so that, that like, can you see pretty much in the Old Testament, every person wrestles with this call, don't be afraid. Find God with you and be at peace. So it's not really surprising that incident that we talked about with Jesus. Jesus almost seems perplexed. Like, why are you so afraid? It almost seems to blow his mind how much fear imprisons people. And today, I want you to kind of be able to just say goodbye to fear. I want you to be able to say, that is over controlling my life and defining limits on my life and setting the boundaries of my life. Now, Jesus, again, reiterates that message of Ezra. We've talked a bit about the parable of the talents lately, uh, where God uh, where the picture of God entrusts people with different resources, five talents, two talents, one. The thing about the guy with one talent, he says this, I was afraid. Again, fear will stop you moving into your future. Whatever God has for you in 2022, fear will stop you seeing that develop. And so today I want you to bury fear. I want you to go into 2022 with a confidence in God and carrying His peace. And that's why Jesus says this, peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. There's a battleground for your future and it's around the area of fear. This is as big an issue as guilt and shame. Come on, today, defeat fear. And so, you know, when you look at the basic message, he's like, yeah, don't be afraid. Don't let fear control you. And you would think, yeah, we know where he's going, be at peace. And you would think he would jump down to, oh, don't be afraid because I'm going to do this. But actually, there's a common pattern. Before God says how he's going to answer the specifics of your situation, his first promise is actually this. Don't be afraid because I'm with you. I'm with you. 
I'm with you in that home today. I'm with you in that business today. I'm with you with those kids that you're concerned about. I'm with you in your family and your marriage. I'm with you in your study. His first promise, how cool is this, is not what he's going to do for you. Is that he steps into your world and he's with you. And again, one of the great passages of Christmas kind of reinforces this. Matthew's account. Uh, Joseph, uh, the angel comes to Joseph, don't be afraid to take Mary. In verse 21, it kind of seems like this contradiction. She will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. That's what he's going to do. But then it says, all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel. It's like, hold on, you said call him Jesus, and then it says he's going to be called Emmanuel. Which is it? Well, his name is Jesus because that's what he's going to do. But they will call him Emmanuel. They will realize that what he does is just set within a bigger scene that this is God with us. And before you know, because the specifics of your need will change. And before you know that, that what God wants to do in the specifics, the bigger picture is God is with you. The bigger message of Christmas is Emmanuel. God is with you. And then he will deal with whatever situation. I don't know what's going to come in 2022. Who knows what's going to happen with traffic lights. But if you know that God is with you, he will help you deal with whatever comes up. You see this this emphasis uh, right back in Joshua. There's a threefold commission to Joshua. Be strong and courageous. Verse 7, be strong and courageous. Very courageous. Down verse nine, be strong and courageous. But it gives a reason. Verse six, be strong and courageous because you're going to lead people to inherit the land. I swore to their ancestors. So yeah, you can be strong because of his promises. Verse seven to nine is about you've got God's word. And if you you follow that, you're going to be prosperous. Oh yeah, so I've not only got his promises, I've got his principles. But I love how it finishes because it's like, that's not enough. The ultimate source of your strength and your courage, your ultimate reason why you, why you don't need to be afraid is this, down the bottom, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. It's like, God, before your promises, before your principles, I've got your presence. And that's why I'm not afraid. This December 2021, I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid of 2022. God, because you're with me. We got this. You'll instruct me. You'll download strategy. You'll, you'll resource me. You'll, you'll give me answers. But my ultimate source of confidence is this. God, you're with me. I love, you know, Matthew 28, the Great Commission kind of repeats this. Go and make disciples of all nations. Like, who, who could possibly outline every possible scenario that they're going to face? But he doesn't need to do that because his conclusion is this. Surely I am with you. It's like, hey, you can walk into any situation and because you know I am with you, we'll figure it out. I'll download the the wisdom. I'll download the strategy. I'll impart the confidence. I'll impart the comfort. I'll I'll give you the breakthrough. But my ultimate source is like, man, I can face anything because God is with me. And so this goes back to a great promise in Isaiah. So do not fear. Why? For I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. And then there's some specific, yeah, I'll strengthen you. Yeah, I'll help you. Yeah, I'll hold you. But that's all kind of, that's the third step. 
I'm not afraid because God is with me. And, you know, if you wanted to sum that up in one grain account, the story of the three young men in the book of Daniel who are thrown into the fire, and then the king looks in there and he says, didn't we throw three of them in there? And, and they, yes. And he's like, look, I see four men in there, and the fourth looks like a son of the gods. Man, as long as Jesus is with me, I don't care what 2022 throws at me. We got this. We can do this. Jesus, as long as you're with me, I'm not afraid because we can do this. You know, Romans 8.28, in all things, God is working. He's there in the midst of it working for good. 2 Corinthians 1, the God of all comfort who comforts us in all our troubles. Oh, he's there in my trouble, comforting me, working for good. It's like, man, it's just so encouraging. I don't don't need to be afraid. I can feel his peace because he's with me. And it's not just like a pastoral thing of their, their support. It's like I need to factor God into how I see the world. And so, you know, in the Old Testament, as soon as they factor, people get lost in fear when they don't factor the presence of God into their scenario. And just quickly, a couple of examples. David and Goliath, when, the, when Saul and the army heard the words of Goliath, it said they were dismayed and terrified. They just saw a giant and they were afraid. But when David steps in, his language is about, but God's with me. It's not hype. It's like, hold on, the omnipotent, omniscient omnipresent God, all-powerful, all-knowing, everywhere. He is with me, almighty God. That changed, of course I'm not afraid. And so his point, verse 46, this day the Lord will deliver you, not me, because God's with me, he's gonna do something. Down the bottom, for the battle is the Lord's and he will give all of you. Once I factor God into my situation, I'm not gonna be afraid. I'm going to face the future with a calm confidence because God is with me. The other example, number 13, when the spies go on to look into the promised land, I read this a few weeks ago and it struck me that they don't mention God at all. They're like, we can't attack these people. They're stronger than we are. Down, but like, further down, the land we explored devours those living in it. All the people we saw there are of great size. We saw the Nephilim there. We seem like grasshoppers. It's all about the enemies, all about the obstacles. Joshua and Caleb carry a different spirit. Notice what Joshua says. Their protection is gone, but the Lord is with us. Do not be afraid of them. You want to carry the spirit of David. You want to carry the spirit of Joshua. God is with me. I'm not going to come under fear. I'm not going to sell out to fear. I don't know what the future holds, but I know who's with me. And he is able to do this. And so this pattern, yeah, don't be afraid. Why? Because I'm with you. Man, I don't know what next year holds but I know this, God is with you. And so then he does give some specific answers. And so I will do this for you, whatever that is. And I'm not gonna go into that because that's as big, that's as varied as every scenario. Sometimes it's downloading perseverance. Sometimes it's downloading courage. Sometimes it's downloading wisdom. But it's like, don't jump straight to there. 
First of all, God, I'm not afraid because you're with me. Now, God, you've got to help me. You know, my job is um, being the principal of Equippers College. You know, when we went into lockdown, I was like, oh, no. And I just felt God say, hey, you got this. I was like, ah, oh, God's going to give me a strategy for this. And then, okay, we're going to be back turn four. And then, and then the prime minister changed his mind. It's like, we're not back. And it's like, oh, no. And I just felt God say, go for success. Go for wins. And it's like, oh, man, so we went for that and it worked. But, but the point is this. It was like I didn't need to be afraid, not, not because I had the answer, but first of all, because I was confident that God was going to be with me and God was going to lead us. And so he would give us a strategy in the midst of it. So we could face our future. The final thing I want to look at this is this. I'm not going to be afraid because God is with me. And he's going to give me specifics in the midst of that. How cool is that? Who knows what next year will bring? But I can promise you, if you're not afraid, if you've got God in your midst, he will, he will give you a path through that. And so right now, you can face the future, not with fear, but you can be at peace. I love, again, I said how this finishes down the bottom. What's the impact of the gospel on earth peace? On earth, peace. On earth, you can have a calm confidence. On earth, you can see your chaos turn into order and flourishing. On earth, you can see your chaos become shalom, wholeness. And, and to realize this is, this is, again, a more important part of what it means to be the people of God than we perhaps realize that people are prisoners of fear. And our, our, our calling is to escape from that and to begin living in peace and begin to spreading a message of peace and begin to bringing peace into our worlds and imparting a spirit of peace that you're the person in your business says, hey, it's going to be okay. With your staff at the preschool or school, it's like, it's going to be okay. You be the calm person, the calm, confident, non-anxious person who carries a spirit of peace. Now this was, the again, you can trace, just like I trace, don't be afraid throughout Scripture, you can trace this message of peace throughout Scripture. So the blessing that the priests would have put on the people of God, you know, it's, yeah, the Lord bless you and keep you and make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you and turn His face towards you. But it all leads to this point that you would then experience peace, that you would experience wholeness, that you would experience the shalom of God and inner calm and an external wholeness. And I love the fact that we're not just the recipients of that, but now we're called to be the priests of God. We are called to carry that into God's world. We're called to carry that into your home, your family, your marriage, your workplace, your university. Hey, God's with us. God wants to bless us, whatever the circumstance. Come on, God's shining upon us. He's been gracious to us. Come on, may God give you peace, both an internal calm and external wholeness. I mentioned before, Gideon had this encounter where God says to him, Gideon, peace, do not be afraid. And it says again, Gideon built an altar to the Lord and called it. In English, it says the Lord is peace, which sounds like a statement. It's not. In, in Hebrew, it's a name. Uh, uh, Christians would say it's the name uh, Yahweh Shalom, uh, Jewish people uh, out of respect, don't say that name of God. So they'd say Adonai Shalom or Hashem Shalom. But this is, peace is not something God gives. 
Peace is something God is. At the core of his essence, he is peace. It's part of his character. It's part of his essence. That's why the secret to your peace is the fact that God is with you. That's his name. He, you can't experience God. You can't encounter God and not be overwhelmed by peace. And so again, Paul picks this up. He doesn't say, may God give you peace. He says this, the God of peace be with you. And I pray this Christmas, this new year, 2022, may the God of peace be with you. And may he kind of put his arm around you and go, we got this. I convey peace into your spirit and I create peace in your world. So it's not surprising everywhere Jesus turns up, he's kind of saying this. This is after his resurrection, John 20, uh, verse 19, peace be with you. He appears again, verse 21, peace be with you. Verse 26, peace be with you. You want to know what Jesus is saying to you today? Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Fear not. I am with you. Peace be with you. And so his message is this, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. It will rob you of your future. It will rob you of your purpose. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. And I love the fact then that kind of that third step, he will then do whatever needs to be done for you to step into peace. If someone's feeling guilty, he'll say your sins are forgiven. So then he can say, go in peace. If someone is in bondage and sick, he'll heal them. So then he can say, go in peace. He'll do whatever he does when he says, don't be afraid, I'm with you. Then he'll speak what you need. Whatever you need in this moment, he can speak it into your life so that you can go in peace. Because why? Because you will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. God, I don't want my mind to be caught up in fear. God, I don't want to give in. I don't want to partner with that spirit. God, I, I, want to, I want to set my mind that you are with me. And you're going to give me downloads of how to get through this. So I'm going to be at peace. You know, this whole message of Jesus is much more about peace than we realize when John the Baptist's dad, again, right at Christmas time, prophesied about him. You know, he's like, yeah, son, you're going you're gonna to prepare the way for this. Verse 77, yeah, to give the people the knowledge of salvation. Yeah, about forgiveness of sin. Yeah, about the mercy of God. Yeah, about the rising sun that will come, about, about shining on them. But all of that leads to the final conclusion, to guide our feet into the path of peace. Jesus came to lead you out of the dark cave of fear and to walk into the light of his peace. Internal peace and external wholeness. This whole message is the good news of peace. And so the conclusion is this. They'll talk about the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, and that can guard your hearts and mind. They'll talk about the peace of Christ and how that can rule in our heart. And they'll talk about how we're called to carry this good news of peace into our world. Hope I've convinced you pretty much every encounter in the Bible. Don't be afraid, because I'm with you. And I will do this thing for you that you need right now. And I know better than you what you need. So be at peace. Be at peace.
this Christmas. Don't be afraid. Wonderful things have come into our world. And now, peace on earth to those who follow him. What's the message of the Bible? Fear not, be at peace. Hey, I'd love to just talk to two groups of people. First group is this. Man, maybe as you think about this year, you've realized, man, I've picked up some fear. As I think about the future, I am afraid. Why don't you just give that to Jesus now? Why don't you do a divine exchange? God, I give you my fear. Would you take that off my life? Would you just let that slip off my life? And God, would you give me your peace? Would you give me that calm confidence it's going to be okay? And I pray right now there might be some divine exchanges. Don't be afraid. I'm with you. I'll guide you through this. Be at peace. But I want to talk to another group because I don't know if you noticed, the kind of assumption of the Bible is that we're gripped by all kinds of fear and that the answer to our fear is the presence of God in our life. And the greatest tragedy was found in the third chapter of the Bible, that they were afraid of God. And it would be tragic that the fear of God holds you back from the very answer to your fears. And I feel like God's presence is just, just, just tugging on people's hearts to dare to open up and don't run from the answer to your fear that you can trust Jesus, that he's for you. And if you just open up to him, if you dare to reach out as much as you can, even if you're a bit afraid of what it means, that you're going to find that your heart is overwhelmed with his peace and his presence, that he has a smile on his face that is for you, that he's going to say, don't be afraid. I am with you. I'll guide you through this future. Be at peace. I pray that you are really blessed today and you feel like you can face 2022 with a calm confidence because God has said to you, fear not, be at peace. God bless you.